0: Hey everyone, welcome, uh, it is 100 Foot Jesus, episode 35, uh, yeah, Matt right here, um, I, uh, this is 35th episode, this is the only time that I've debated if I should say anything at all, Uh, (laughs) um, there are, um, there's a lot of unrest out there, isn't there, um, People I uh, I love, uh, which I even <laughs> am hesitant to say I'm friends with because right now saying that you're when you're a white guy like me talking about all of your friends of color it seems like saying I'm the good one you're the bad one so I even hesitate to say it but yeah a um, lot of unrest going on right now. I want to, um, tell you guys a little bit of a story that's going to take a moment, (laughs) not long, and then, uh, we'll ease up to right now. And I'm just gonna kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, when I was a kid, my, uh, my brother and I, we had a really good buddy of ours. Um, his name was Nathan and, uh, he, he lived in our neighborhood. Um, Nathan was, uh, he was a black kid, and he was the only black friend that my brother and I had at the moment that I can recall. There may have been others, uh, but he was the only guy, girl, whatever. Um, we would, in the side yard, play you know, football with him, uh, baseball. we play basketball, sleep over at our house, that kind of stuff. Then um, some neighborhood kids won't mention their names, uh, but I do know them. Um, called us N-word lovers all the time. My, uh, my brother and I didn't know that word. Uh, we didn't know what the N-word actually was. We didn't know the history behind it. Um, we didn't know what exactly that word was like used for. And so we asked our parents. Um, they told us how terrible of a word it was, how we never use it. Um, they explained racism to us at a very young age. We didn't know that what we were doing was socially wrong, we we just thought, just like I have different hair color than a lot of you, we thought, well, he just, I mean, he just has different skin than me, I don't know why this matters that much. Um, uh, growing up, it was like that, um, I remember I was in uh, fifth grade, uh, it was a October 16th, uh, um, of 95, a guy named Louis Farrakhan, who, um, some of you guys who have emotions when I say Louis Farrakhan, cause he was a civil rights leader of the nineties. Like he and Jesse Jackson, Reverend Al Sharpton, others. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he held something called the million man march. Um, it was, uh, Grassroots, um, some politicians, some activists talked about it. Um, the Nation of Islam worked on it, but the Nation of Islam was was and is more closely tied with African American community um, than Christianity is a lot of times, and there's some terrible reasons for that. But he had a thing called the Million Man March, and I remember as a kid um, how angry most of the adults I knew were about the Million Man March. Um, they called it racial. <laughs> that was the word that was used. Uh, what do you mean African-American men a million are going to send on Washington, D.C.? Um, some words were used about Farrakhan and others. Um, people were upset that that was going on. I, uh, I, I, I remember um, growing up uh, when certain athletes and folks would speak up about racial inequality they would be predominantly shot down by the adults in my life. Again, I'm not talking about my parents because they raised me to understand this as a reality of what race relations is. Um, Athletes and things. Um, They would say certain things about race and then it would be shot down um, by my parents. But then others would just say, you know, things that, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I sound scatterbrained today, guys. I just, um, I, I, didn't prepare show notes today. I always do. I didn't, uh, because I don't have a lot to say on this issue, but I need to tell you stories. So, um, cause I'm hurting <laughs> right now, like a lot of you, uh, when all of this was going down the other day, um, just after Mr. Floyd was murdered by, uh, Several police officers, which happens often, but we don't have cameras present. Some of you guys, I just said that and you're furious with me. That's a you problem, not a me problem. Um, but they were murdered because of people of color. Um, as I got older, guys, back to the story, um, I was uh, a junior in high school, I believe. And uh, we had uh, three guys. I went to Portsmouth East High School, but we had three guys from Portsmouth High School. They were basketball players, friends of my dad's. They um, they came and uh, they went to our school and I automatically was buddies with them. Maybe it was because they were friends with my dad. I don't know. But I was like, you know, one of their best friends in school because it was just normal to me. I mean, I grew up around race in my family. We, I, I played in an all-black basketball league um, when I was when I was young, when I was uh what uh fifth grade sixth grade um myself and another guy were the only two white dudes in there um and i was the worst player in the league by far but that's neither here nor there but i grew up around race so these guys were going to our um school and um i would uh walk around with um one of the guys his name is jerry and uh i walked around with jerry around town i think three times and all three times a police officer stopped and wanted um to know if we had our IDs on us. And I grew up in that neighborhood my whole life, and I never had a police officer stop and ask me my ID or what I'm doing here. Never. <laughs> I bet if I walked there this day, that wouldn't happen. Um, uh, we had a, uh, a near-race riot in my high school that year, and we had a total of four African-Americans in our entire high school. But because people couldn't control their emotions and their bigotry, um, we almost had a big, big thing. Uh, we, yeah, there were guns present outside of our school, um, because of a lot of the racist white folks in there were doing certain things to the, the, the literally four black kids we had in the entire high school. That was, that was a bad time. Um, guys, I think here's the thing. <laughs> and here's what prompts me to say what I'm saying. And, um, I don't care if you mishear me because this needs to be said. And I'm not going to name names because I'm going to go present right now. <laughs> I promise you, this is no one in my church context immediately I'm at with though now. Um, I uh, We're in COVID-19 right now. And um, I had a youth ministry uh, sermon that I did Wednesday night. And um, on the broadcast, because it's just right before everything happened when we filmed it, I didn't mention race relations for our youth ministry. Um, I didn't mention it. And then I think, man, should I have, you know, because I have social media wise, I have with several of our students, but should I have mentioned it, you know, because of just what's going on right now. And I had um, a couple of friends of mine that are within ministry, um, just Christian folk, really. And they, and again, not a part of my church said, well, you better do it now because no one's going to care this time next week. They'll move on to something else. And I think that's kind of the problem, isn't it? See, here's the problem with how we relate to race in the United States. Uh, we as the white people, and this is going to sound terrible to some of you guys, but that's okay. Um, we as the white people, we get this arrogance about us that we own this place and we, we've we given you enough, so why are you so upset? Um, <laughs> the Million Man March couldn't have been more peaceful and people acted as though it was a A terrorist march because it was them saying no. Um, When athletes like LeBron James or even take it back to Bill Russell speak out about race relations and things like that uh, we get upset and we say yeah you can talk about race relations but leave it out of sports don't talk about that now. When um, a male or female wins an Oscar that's a person of color and they mention racial inequality. We say, yeah, you can do that, but just stick to movies. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear you talk about race. When um, when Colin Kaepernick kneels for the National Anthem, which is basically the only way he could have gotten our attention. Um, you guys have harsh feelings. My stance is, I don't think it was ever about your military. I don't think it was ever about our flag. I think it was about race relations. I think it was about racial inequality every time Colin and others did it. But if you disagree with me, that's awesome, because like that's fine. I totally understand where you're coming from, and you could be right. I don't know. But we're like, yeah, you can protest, but don't protest like that. <laughs> um, when we say things like Black Lives Matter, and I can be really honest with you guys, um, I've mentioned Black Lives Matter a few times very recently and in the last few years, and each time I get the Token answer, all caps typed by the way, all lives matter or I'll get a uh, don't support black lives matter because if you support black lives matter then you're, this is, there's this organization, this organization is a terrorist organization, And like, listen, okay, <laughs> also the children of God is a, is a Christian cult that, that sexually abused lots of people. If I call you a child of God, I'm not talking about them. And if I say Black Lives Matter, I'm not a part of that organization, but you can't tell me that it's wrong to say Black Lives Matter in the climate we're in. You, you, can't, even pre- de- you can't even pretend to act like that doesn't make sense. People say, yeah, but, but all lives matter. Um, yeah, they do. They do, absolutely. People say, well, I, I, I had a, a, a Christian uh, sister of mine yesterday on her Facebook, and guys, i probably got to quit Facebook, <laughs> um, say, Jesus gave the biggest Trump card, by the way, Trump all in uh, caps, uh, point taken, young lady. Um, Jesus, Jesus gave the biggest Trump card to say all lives matter when he died for all on the cross. We, we make racism a salvation issue now when we do that. Guys, um, how we live, all lives don't matter. If you speak out against inequality, you you automatically get shot down say, well, don't say it like that. You can say it, but don't say it like that. Um, I, I have people I know and I love that I'm pretty sure are kind of excited that there has been looting and rioting so they can say, well, these protests aren't, aren't really protests. It's just everybody wanting to steal. And, and people are excited about that because that way it's like, well, you can protest, but don't protest like that. What, what are we supposed to do? Guys, um, I uh, I sat um, <laughs> the other day because um, this I got a huge movie recommendation for you. It's with Michael B. Jordan, um, Just Mercy. And um, it's free on all renting digital platforms right now for the entire month of June. I recommend it for just about anybody. There's some harsh violence in there. So your younger kids may not understand it, but they need to know the information. But anyway... I had this playing the other day while I have a bunch of videos uploading because that's just what my life's like during COVID-19 stuff. And um, then I do the thing that we do um, as the movie's on. I just start scrolling on my, you know, Facebook timeline and I see a thing about, hey, there's going to be a protest near me. I was like, cool, you know, whatever. And then I looked and in the same community that I am raising my kids in, (laughs) the same community that um, I, my wife who's the most amazing woman you'll ever meet lives in. I have people of my race saying some of the most hatred bigoted things you could ever imagine and I'm watching this film about racial inequality that takes place a few decades ago um, and um, as I'm watching it and I'm reading these terrible racist comments guys I'm just being real with you i was sobbing and i just i threw my phone and i am crying so hard because i'm thinking how can you hate someone that much like what what happened to us how can we feel the way we feel guys i and i know some of you will make this so political because the other day I, I had my 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 um and some of you guys will hate me saying this and good. Hate it. I, I I participated in Blackout Tuesday, so I had um my social media had a black screen. I was called leftist over and over again. Guys, I'm not a left-leaning Democrat at all. <laughs> but I was told that I'm from the left because I'm speaking out against racial inequality. Brothers and sisters on the Republican Party, do you see who's representing you? I'm not talking about the president. In fact, I'm going to mention the president. You can think of him how you want to. I don't know the man, okay? But what I'm saying is, you're called a leftist if you're for social justice now. So what does that make us on the right? Think about how we're being perceived. Now... I I, I say all this as just a rant, and this probably is going to be everyone's least favorite episode. And again, that's okay. But to say, what are we going to do different? I'm going to speak to those of you who feel absolutely helpless like I do right now. What are you going to do different? Guys, I have had more talks with my four children about race in these last few days than I ever have. And I've explained to them, guys, we have a zero tolerance for racism in our family that if you hear the slightest little joke or if you, if you have somebody that you can tell that that's just very prejudiced, you own that. You speak up at that every single turn. That like, what if it's a teacher? I said, especially if it's a teacher. You raise your hand and you point out what they just said. They said, what if we get in trouble? I said, you didn't get in trouble with me. We don't allow that because that festers. And the more you allow it, the more you just let it happen, it's going to keep growing. Guys, I one of the reasons I'm in youth ministry is because I believe this generation is the one to tell the rest of us to shut up, to stop worrying about what's leftist and what's right. You know how embarrassing that is, that we're making this a left and a right issue? Do you know how humiliating it is for the church that every time you open your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, that it's always constantly arguing over, well, that's what the media is saying. Guys, who gives a crap what the media is saying? Why are you so obsessed with the media saying? You're you're like a 14-year-old girl worrying about what the cool lunch table is saying. In that, take the words the left and the right out of your vocabulary because you're not helping. You're dividing as much as you can and you need to stop. I know this is a, a I know what 100 foot Jesus is guys. I know why all of you listen. You listen to be uplifted and encouraged and I, I love that. You, you want to hear thoughts on what the Bible says about things. I mean, I've, I've been talking about false teachers lately and by the way, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I'm sitting here talking about a bunch of famous pastors that I don't know in light of everything going on right now like who cares just use the spirit's judgment if you if you you want to believe these guys go ahead but use a bible in your hand that's fine I'm embarrassed that I'm a part of a kingdom of God that is doing so much harm right now and some of us are endorsing it with with Jesus's name and that's not okay that's not okay we joke all the time, man, 2020 is the worst. We're like, man, those SpaceX astronauts had the right idea. They got out of here. And I get it. <laughs> I do. This COVID-19 thing, it's not just that it's taken over 100,000 of us from us. It's not that communities are, have all these different people that are suffering and dying from it. But it's that a lot of us just can't... Stop trying to be right about it. And it's dividing us further and further. Guys, if I if, if, if I posted this episode, for all of the people listening to this, if I posted this episode and the cover photo was me wearing a mask, <laughs> do you realize how triggered so many of you would be? Half of you would would be like, yeah, way to keep your neighbor safe. Other half of you would be like, weak, snowflake, In none of you, well, maybe not none of you, but I would say less than 1% of you know anything about how viruses work. But you want to be right. We are so incredibly divided, and I am so done with it. We don't check on people. We don't love people. We don't think that if your community, guys, has 11 people that died of this disease, if you had a serial killer that killed 11 people in your community, I don't care what your thoughts on that serial killer were, you would feel absolutely terrible and hope that it ends. I don't know the validity of this virus, and you don't either. And it's okay to say you don't know. It's totally okay to say, I don't know. I'm just going to submit to God's word, I'm going to submit to God. And I'm going to pray for the best and just love people. And Jesus' ministry, what happens, right? His disciples want to know, what are you going to do about Rome? Should we pay taxes to Rome? Should we respect them that much? Should we do this, this, and this? And Jesus' answer every time is, dude, i my kingdom is not of this world. I'm here to love God and love people. And you should be too. And we're not doing that. So on this 35th episode of 100 Foot Jesus, Let me just say, black lives do matter. If I was in a parking lot and there was a woman with her baby and she sets her baby all strapped up in the car seat, in her car, and then she goes to put the cart away and then I look over and and her car blew up with her baby in it and then she's sobbing and crying and screaming no, no, no. And I ran over to her and she goes, my baby, my baby. And I looked in her eyes and I said, all babies matter. I'd be a monster. If your response every time during this time is, well, all lives matter, you're being a monster. I love you. I love you so much, but you got to repent of that. you got to get over that. So this is my commitment. I'm going to do better going forward. If stuff like this happens, I'm going to talk about it on the show. I'm going to talk about my personal life. I'm going to find out what scripture says about it because I apologize to you for giving so many opinions in this episode because my opinion ain't worth anything. I'm just really just sharing emotions with you, but I can promise you that if you believe in the gospel that every single person is worth dying for, I can promise you that your hatred politically and your hatred, your hatred racially is wrong, and it's sin. Philippians tells us what, consider others better than yourself. When's the last time we did that? Well, I thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Again, it's probably not anybody's favorite. (laughs) You're probably not going to share this episode with your friend that's never heard the show and get them to listen, and that's okay. I love you guys. I love you guys, but I don't understand us anymore. I'm going to pray for us right now as we close the show, and um, I thank you for listening, but let's just pray God, can you please kill the sin in our life? Lord, you, you say in Psalm 139, um, to search our hearts and show us what we're lacking in you. Um, Lord, how are we messing it up right now? Search our hearts. Show us where we are lacking. Lord, if there's something in us that's that's stopping the growth of the kingdom of God, Kill that in us, show it to us, make it plain. Have us apologize to those we've wronged because of it. Because we can't do this anymore. We have to stop and we have to start now. I I pray God that that you've used this terrible event like you say you will, (laughs) you use the bad for the good. I, I, I pray that you help us recognize this terrible event that happened and have it be day one of fixing our land. And God, I know you can do it, but Lord, I pray that you have us do it too. (laughs) We love you, Lord. Please help us be better. Amen.